0: Hello, and welcome to the Storytales Podcast. And I'm your host, Sally. Thank you so much for joining us over here for our first of many more Storytales adventures to come. Today, we're going to jump into a pair of boots and meet a cat who can talk. Can you guess who it is? It's Puss in Boots. other Storytale adventurers find us and join our cool club. Please leave a comment or give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so we can all enjoy Storytales adventures together. Now let's hop into those boots. This is an adaptation by me, Sally, of the original Puss in Boots by Charles Perrault. Once long ago, in a rural town much farther away than here, lived an average miller with three sons in an average-sized house on a small farm just on top of a hill. Each day, his sons would help run the mill and the farm. They all had their own chores to do, and none could be missed in order to keep the mill and the farm running. The three young boys would become three young men, and the eldest, sure had a lot on his plate. After his father's passing, he was left in charge of the mill. The second brother was left in charge of the father's mules and small farm. With the eldest brother running the mill and the second oldest running the farm, what did the youngest boy have left to do for his father? He left him in charge of taking care of his father's cat? What? What was he supposed to do with a cat? Confused by the day in general and just wanting to go home, the youngest boy left with his new, old cat. As he was walking home, the boy began to grumble with himself. What am I supposed to do with a cat? Why? I always thought you liked me, Dad. Why would you leave me a cat? I should starve now for sure. The cat tried to interrupt the boy. Excuse me. The boy continued on to complain to himself about receiving a cat. The cat would chime in again. Good sir, if you would just give me some boots and a bag. The boy spun around and looked at the old new cat, his mouth hanging open and he scratched his ear. Did you just talk, the boy asked? Yes, I did, replied the cat. Why have you never talked to me before in all these years? I did. You just never listened before. You mean, all this time while I was sweeping the mill floor as a young boy, you could talk then and I just didn't listen? And wait, did you just ask for boots and a bag? Oh, I must need some sleep. This can't be happening. The boy continued on and on. With all that had gone on in the last few days, it seemed highly plausible he did need some sleep. The boy continued on home, muttering the whole way to himself. He never once did speak to the cat again. They returned home and went to bed. Next morning, the boy would wake in his bed and smell bacon, eggs, toast, and all that wonderful stuff that goes with breakfast. He quickly dressed and ran downstairs to the kitchen. There he found the cat standing on the stool in front of the stove and cooking a full-course breakfast. Good morning, sir. Sleep well, the cat asked. The boy thought for sure he was dreaming, or he had lost his mind. Cats cannot cook, he said, scratching his head trying to figure out if he was indeed awake or not. Oh, but we can and we hunt too, the cat replied. The boy was convinced he must be dreaming, and decided to play along with the cat. He asked, Where did you get all this food? The fridge was empty when I left yesterday. I told you, I'm a hunter, so I traded my morning hunt at the market to bring you this fabulous meal we have now. The boy sat down at the table and began to eat this dream breakfast. It had all of the boy's favorites. Waffles, bacon, berries, eggs, all of the fixings. He sat across the table, eyeing the cat strangely. If you could do this the whole time, why didn't you, asked the boy. I must only do what a master needs, and your father simply did not need me. So I've been pretty quiet for many years, almost like a normal house cat. So how about those boots and a bag? Do you think I could get them? My hunt would be much more successful if I had those. The boy went back to his room, leaving his new old cat in the kitchen. He rummaged around his room and found a tiny pair of boots from when he was a young boy and also a small bag. He proceeded back to the kitchen and handed them over. The cat, grateful for the boy's gesture, bowed before him and took the boots and the bag. The little cat would step into the boots and throw the bag over his shoulder I'll be back when the sun goes down. And with that, he ran out the door, faster than the boy even knew the cat could run. When the sun came down that night, the cat came back exactly as he said he would. He brought back enough for a huge feast and some to spare for the market in the morning. What should I call you, my friend? The boy asked. I know my family calls you Puss, but that does not quite seem fitting now. Puss in boots the cat replied, and the pair laughed and sang by the fire for the rest of the night. As the summer months would continue on, Puss and Boots would head out hunting every morning. He would return in the afternoon, and the boy and him would head to the market to sell what they did not need. One day, while out hunting, Puss and Boots would run into the king. He quickly bowed to one knee and offered the biggest rabbit in his bag to the king. The king, flattered by the gesture. And from the tiny cat in Boots, quickly befriended him. The two would run into each other often as they shared the same hunting paths in the woods, as the king was a great hunter himself. He told Puss in Boots he had hopes of teaching his daughter, the princess, how to hunt. He thought of bringing her on his next outing in the woods. Puss in Boots went home at once and began to come up with a plan. wanted to arrange a meeting of the boy and the princess while looking like a complete accident. His hope was that him and the boy would no longer have to worry about food if they lived in a castle. The next day, as Puss in Boots head out in early morning, he would bring along the boy. He convinced him that the best fish were in the middle of the lake, but him being a cat and terribly afraid of water was never able to get them. The boy would remove everything but his shorts and hop into the lake. He swam out to the middle, and as he did, Puss in Boots would hide his clothes under a rock on the bank. Oh no! Puss in Boots would yell. Did you see that? A man just came and took your clothes! What? yelled the boy from the middle of the lake. How will I go home? I will go look for help. You stay here, Puss in Boots said. Help! Help! Is anyone around? Help! Puss in Boots called out, just as the king and the daughter rounded the corner. My good friend, what is wrong? said the king. Oh, sir, thank heavens, Puss in Boots said, sounding distressed. My owner has just had his clothes stolen by a bandit running through the woods. They stole his clothes while he was out hunting in the lake. Worry no more, my friend, replied the king, for all the kindness you have shown me will take care of you both. The king and his men would fetch out one of his best suits for the boy. Using their shields as a block, he would quickly get dressed. He looked sharp, almost like a prince, and Puss in Boots was more than happy. His plan was working out so well. tell the king his owner was indeed a great lord's man and owned all the area just past the hunting grounds. Impressed by the young man, the king offered a lord's man a ride home. Puss and Boots whispered in his ear, just go along with it. The boy, puzzled by what Puss and Boots had just said, proceeded to enter the king's coach and head home. They headed out in the opposite direction, but like Puss and Boots said, the boy just went along with it. Puss and Boots would run up the path ahead of the coach warning all he came across. If the king asked, this was his lordsman's land and no one else's. He would give them all a couple pieces of gold for silence. Eventually, Puss and Boots would come across a castle along the route. It wasn't the best looking castle, somewhat old, a little bit falling apart. But his lordsman needed a castle, and it would have to do. He approached the gate to see if anyone lived there anymore, and an ogre appeared at the gates. He was no ordinary ogre, though. He was a magical one who could change into anything he wanted. He quickly changed into a lion and tried to scare Puss and Boots away. Puss and Boots, being a clever cat, replied, I'm not scared of lions. I'm scared of mice. The lion quickly changed into a mouse and Puss in Boots immediately pounced. The mouse ran far, far, far away in fear. Just as the king's coach rolled up, Puss in Boots ran to the door and opened it for the boy to step out. We are home, good sir, Puss in Boots replied. The boy stepped out, looked at the castle, looked at Puss in Boots, and shook his head in disbelief. The king, so impressed by the Lord's men, and his castle offered his daughter's hand in marriage. He had seen the way his daughter had looked at him in the coach ride. It was the same look her mother had given him so many years ago. lived there never returned as there was a cat on duty at the gates and because the mouse was tricked he could no longer change back Puss in Boots the boy his new old castle and the princess lived with happiness love and comfort for the rest of their lives Thank you so much for joining me on our very first Storytales adventure. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. That way, when the next Storytales adventure comes out, you won't miss it. Keep smiling and let me know what you're reading.